everybody. Welcome to Couch Cope. I'm your host, Andy Edgar. On tonight's episode, we're discussing Yoshi's Story for Nintendo 64. Before we get to that, I've got a couple guests. Barry. That's me. And special guest, Rachel. Hello. What's up, dudes? We've only Andy. been talking uh, about uh, things for about three hours before we start recording, but anything new? Anything I missed? <laughs> Uh, nothing, nothing I want to remember. Yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about that Gatorade story? Right I love Gatorade. Love Gatorade, though. The too. lemon flavor? Yeah, hoping we get that sponsorship. Um, okay, let's jump into news. First bit of news. Michael Keaton is going to be returning as Bruce Wayne for Flashpoint movie. Did you guys look this shit up at all? I didn't. I didn't. What's Flashpoint? It's Flashpoint is the the it's going to be uh the new Flash movie. So it's Oh. So okay, so Flashpoint okay. is a Flashpoint for those of you who don't know, Flashpoint is a very uh famous Flash storyline where he runs so fast he goes back in time or he goes to like an alternate dimension. And in that dimension, uh, Bruce Wayne had died. He was the one who got shot. Thomas Wayne becomes Batman. His dad becomes Batman. And his mom becomes the Joker because she lost her son. So, like, it's a, it just kind of... And then you've got, like, Wonder Woman and the... Uh, what are they called? Uh, mm, Themis Kieran's. I don't know. Versus like uh, Aquaman and the Atlanteans, they're uh, they're in like a war, and Superman's working for the Russians, and like all this crazy shit's happening because it's in an alternate dimension. That's the movie that they're gonna make for the Flash. Um, but in this, they're obviously gonna use some, you know, take some liberties, and they've cast Michael Keaton to portray his Bruce Wayne character from the 1990s films. Bruce Wayne, like an older Bruce Wayne. So he's he's supposed to like go back into character. Yes. Like he's he, not he's not just voicing a new Batman. He he's voicing mm-hmm. that Batman. Yes, he will be portraying the same Batman 30 40 years later. I think that makes a lot more sense knowing that backstory of when when you sent the text like, "Oh, Michael Keaton's doing Batman again." I'm like, "Man, a whole I love those first two Batman movies. Love them." but I couldn't imagine a whole new Batman movie with Michael Keaton. And so I like that way more. I was going to mention that. I was like, man, if it, if he was just like playing flashbacks of Bruce Wayne in the mansion, I could deal with that, um, which is exactly kind of what you said. So I'm okay with that. Well, yeah. So it seems like it, I don't know how big of a role he'll play from what I was reading. He may be taking on like almost like the Nick Fury role from Marvel. Like he's just gonna bring the rest of the Justice League together, because he's at this point Michael Keaton's in his sixties, right? I don't know age, but I think he's up there. He, he's he's not gonna get. I mean, he might fight as Batman, but he's gonna be more of a mentor role. And also, what I was reading is that they may use him to spin off into a Batman Beyond. Okay, so I I guess I'm a little bit confused. So. You're saying that they're going back in time to 
to Batman, Michael Keaton as Batman. No? No. no. So, okay. So you've got the Justice League movie. I don't know if you saw it. But the Flash can run super fucking fast. Yeah. And he can run, he runs so fast that he kind of breaks the barrier. He goes into different universes. So he's going into the Tim Burton, Michael Keaton, Batman universe. So it's like a parallel universe. It, yes. It'll be like Batman will have aged. Yes. The same. It's, like, it's just, okay. So it's not, the, it's, it's confusing because it's the multiverse and that all that shit is confusing. But it's basically like saying every iteration of Batman exists but it's in just different universes. So you've got like Adam West Batman from 1966. He could show up because it's the multiverse. I love that. I think you that got, is so, th- you that, got, that's just, that's a, like a new twist on things. And it kind of ties every, like every Batman fan from every generation can enjoy it. I, I feel like that's, that's going to be amazing. Depends on how they do it, but <clears throat> I agree. I they from what I've been reading is it could be a, a good way to reset the universe because they've got that Robert Pattinson Batman movie coming. And if that's successful, which it probably will be because it's Batman, it that they may want to have him being him him being Batman moving forward, moving away from Ben Affleck. But if you want to keep the same Flash or you want to keep the same Aquaman or Wonder Woman you could somehow configure a way to make a different Batman just from a different multiverse, maybe being pulled into the same universe. Do you think though that that could uh, just cause a bunch of confusion for other movies? Yes. Like, I don't understand how that, like it's a great concept if you could keep it just for Batman movies, but if you move into other um, superheroes, this, in DC, I feel like it would just get everything's just going to be all over the place. I feel like the old, the original like comic book movies were the Batman, so the DC was first on the comic book stuff. Mm-hmm. But Marvel perfected comic book movies, mm-hmm. and they they have done it the absolute right way because it's the same. Other than the Hulk and Spider Man, it's been the same actors, and that's a ton of movies that they're cross just they're being in different movies. I don't know how they did that with, if it's big contracts Oh yeah, or, or what. And I know I, I watched a interview with one of the actresses and they're like, Oh yeah, you're in this movie. She's like, no, I wasn't. And it was because they filmed it when they were making um, the, it was. It's Gwyneth uh, Paltrow. Yep, exactly. And it's like, she didn't, she didn't know. Yeah, she but didn't they, know she was in Spider-Man. They did so much, yeah, they did so much B-side stuff of just like they can put it whatever. And so Marvel did that so well. DC has fucked that all up. Oh yeah, the problem with DC and it's been the problem since really since Batman versus Superman is you had Man of Steel, which was a pretty good movie. Not yeah. the best, but it was pretty it was decent. Good. And that was supposed to kind of kick <laughs> off this universe. Um so you, he's your main hero. You want to introduce a Batman down the line. You want to introduce Aquaman. They kind of, you know, build up to the Justice League, which is what Marvel had with the Avengers. <clears throat> Problem is, they put all these characters in Batman versus Superman, and then they put them in Justice League, and they didn't set up their origins or yeah. make it feel 
you know, cohesive at all. And yeah. that movie sucks. And people, that's why you've got shit like the Zack Snyder cut um, coming to HBO Max, where <clears throat> that wasn't his vision. I'm, I would, I would bet my left nut that the that Zack Snyder's Justice League is going to suck ass too, because none of those movies make any sense. Like it's just they're just throwing too much shit at you at once, and none of it is quality. Okay, so I have a question. Just and this is not have it doesn't have anything to do with the topic, I guess. But how do you think DC should like? steer from the train wreck they're heading towards well that's why you got flashpoint do you it's, i mean it, do you think that that will fix it because that just seems like it's going to be too like moving forward from that that makes sense and it like it sounds really great but moving forward it just <clears throat> feels like there's so much room for error well so the problem that they have is there's definitely some pieces in the dc universe that they want like Aquaman was very successful and a pretty good movie. You've got the Wonder Woman, Gal Gadot, who plays her. She's got a sequel coming. That first Wonder Woman movie was very successful as well. So you've got these different pieces that you want to keep, but you can't like a lot of what a lot of people think are the worst parts of the DC universe right now. Batman and Superman are your biggest fucking pieces. You have to have those work or none of it works. But the only thing that's worked for him has been Batman. Superman hasn't worked. Man of Steel was a decent movie, but they haven't kept with that. Right. <clears throat> but, so, but that's what I'm saying. Like, moving forward, people really like Wonder Woman. <clears throat> and people really like Aquaman. Yeah. Like, but the, the current iterations of them. Here, here, here's my... Stop doing the crossover. So, mm-hmm. when you did the um, Michael Keaton Batmans, and then you did the Dark Knight, like, those were successful. So, quit doing the crossover shit um do yeah. trilogies like the joker movie wasn't i didn't love it as much as everyone else did but it was a decent movie i would watch a second one but you are mm-hmm. you've already had two different jokers three different jokers in the last 10 years yeah. i think i think that's what like like it seems like dc has just been a joke lately because they're just like oh this didn't work well we'll just try something <laughs> new and maybe it'll just fool everybody but honestly sure like comic book fans and superhero fans i feel like are smarter than that or i would hope so a lot of the problem is they're competing against marvel and marvel's done it so masterfully they want that but they've fucked it up they'll never reach marvel status disney's not going to buy out dc (laughs) i was actually talking to Vinny about it you know we talk about this stuff all the time and one thing that dc really does well is their animated stuff. Like, their animated movies are really, really good because basically what they'll do, like, take, for example... What's that noise? My bad. Basically, basically what they'll do is they'll they'll take, like, a, a specific sto- uh, comic book storyline. Let's, let's say, um, like, Batman The Dark Knight Returns, which is a really popular comic book. They'll take that, that storyline and they'll just make one movie. And they may have the same Batman voice, you know, Batman. They may have the same Joker voice, you know, the same guy voice Joker over multiple movies. But none of them are tied together because that's not how comic books work. And one thing that I think that would really work well is they want to move that to live action. Make them one-offs. Make them two-offs. You know, maybe, maybe make Dark Knight Returns part one and two. 
and then the next time you want to do a Batman movie, you get a new, different Batman. I, I, I understand that, but at the same time, the reason Marvel did so well is because you follow those characters through the mm-hmm. entire story, and people love that. And yeah, like it, like I guess like maybe you who follows you follow comic books, you want those stories, and you're interested in those stories, but. I feel like the majority of people don't want one-offs. They want a storyline. They want a like a character mm-hmm. with the same actor the entire time. It's fair, but there's also, you know, you look at like the Spider-Man movies. There's been three Spider-Mans, but and they're all very successful. Yeah, but how many movies per Spider-Man? Three, at, at least two. Exactly. So it, at least. I mean, there's some continuation with it, and and like you can like I don't I don't know what the right word for it. it's not like bond, but you could at least like grow with the Spider Man as he's you know he's going. I don't I mean I don't know. I get what you're saying, but I'm just like if they want to make a splash, they're not going to do what Marvel does. And if they want to make a splash, just make really good movies. That's a good start. Well, I think I think what they're doing with the um with the different uh what'd you call it? How Michael Keaton's in a different uh the multiverse? Yeah. So I I think I think that could really get people into it if they do it right. But I... from what I know of DC they're probably going to rush it. They're probably going to not do it correctly. And they're probably going to just fuck it up royally. So. Yep. Barry, you got anything else to say on the topic? Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't think they should chase Marvel. Like probably if I had to pick one comic book movie to, to watch it's, it's the dark Knight movies and they did those really well. So Mm -hmm. do small chunks, do, do two movies like sign, sign up for two more Joker movies or something like that and move on and just do them in chunks because you're never going to catch Marvel. Nope. I agree. And you know what really sucks? This is the last thing we'll say, cause we've got to move on to the next topic. But the, what really sucks about it is, <clears throat> is, uh, sorry, I should have muted. <laughs> what really sucks about it is some of the best comic book stories out there of all time are DC. Marvel has yeah. like really, really cool characters but there's maybe one good iron man story that i can think of and i like comic books there i can't think of a single captain america storyline that i like in the comics i love the movies hulk is the same way like dc has all this material to pull from and they just fuck it up every time and you know what i think you found your calling start writing dc movies Okay, next topic. <laughs> let's talk about the let's talk about tax collector with Shia LaBeouf, uh, directed by David Ayers. What'd you guys think of that trailer? I'm very excited about. I, I love Shia LaBeouf. I love thrillers, so very excited about it. You love guns. I don't like guns. I'm afraid of guns, but I like. Um, you love gangsters. No, I'm afraid of gangsters too. So, 
Uh, the music was good, though. Who cares about that, Barry? Uh, the it, it, the trailer looked good. Um, I've I've grown to love Shia LaBeouf. Um, everything that he's done is just insanely good. Um, I know he's been around for a while and he doesn't do much, um, many movies every year, but he's so diverse. Like, um, yeah, I'll, I'll watch anything he does now. Quit moving your fucking microphone. It fell. <laughs> I'm trying to fix it. <laughs> well, let's just stop talking and fix it. God damn. This is on I love, I love, I love Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> <laughs> would you Andy, love him? Would Andy, you love him? What? What are your thoughts? You asked our thoughts. What are your thoughts? Well, I was going to ask Barry, would you love him more in uh, Disturbia or Eagle Eye? (laughs) Disturbia. Or Transformers, too. Okay, now you're bringing... Actually, I forgot about those. God damn. (laughs) Honestly, the first... No, the first two Transformers were good. I hated the second one and the first. Okay, uh, my thoughts... I thought it actually looked pretty good, um, but... I don't trust that director, and we talked about that a little bit off air. David Ayers, he's made some decent movies, but he's also made some suck-ass movies. Uh, he made End of Watch, which was really good. Underrated. And he made Suicide Squad, which was bad. Yeah, but would you rather have a director that's constantly average or a director that has a lot of great movies, but some stinkers? I would rather have a director who has a lot of great movies and some stinkers, but he doesn't have any great movies. He's got a couple that are pretty good, and the rest are shit. But also, how do you, in order to make a lot of great movies and some stinkers, you got to make a lot of movies. Yeah. He hasn't made that many, but his his ratio is not good. End of Watch is a good movie. Fury is okay. Oh, he made Fury? I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Also with Shia LaBeouf. But. I don't know. I don't know, really. The trailer looks good, and I trust Shia LaBeouf. I think he's a good actor. Did you um, Did you ever watch The Gentleman? No. Is that it? Is that, is that the one I'm thinking of? Mm-hmm. That was a really good movie, and it kind of reminded me of that. It was kind of like a, like a quirky story, and it, like it was just constant action but it was entertaining not like just guns and explosions but like the dialogue was entertaining and it was thrilling and that's and that's what i kind of thought of when i watched it and it makes me want to watch that movie yeah i mean as long as the storyline's good i'm i'm i think it's i'm all in and it looks so here's my thing. This with especially with Shia LaBeouf, like this is where I'm at with him. He made some movies, like they kind of pushed him to the forefront where he was going to be Hollywood's next leading man. He did Indiana Jones four. He did Eagle Eye. He did Disturbia. He did Transformers. He did all these movies, and then he just kind of fell off the face of the earth for a while. But it seems like since he's come back, he's made some very, like the movie said he's in. You could tell that like their passion projects for him or he's really being selective for what he wants to do because he doesn't have a whole lot of room to screw up because of all of his past, you know, shit that's gone on. So with like peanut butter Falcon, we talked about that movie. That's a fucking good movie. And I, I don't, 
I don't remember what the name of the other one he did last year was, but apparently it was even better. The one that's kind of like autobiographical. I, I don't know. I, I don't know either. I can't think of what the name of it is. But then um, he did that movie where he played uh, John McEnroe. It was decent. McEnroe versus Bjorg or something like that. Tennis movie. Hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> he's done some good shit. And I don't think he would take this. Like, he's he's riding off of such a high. I don't think he would take a project unless it was going to be good. So that's where my trust in it is. The movie itself looks pretty cool, but you never know with trailers. So. We also thought Suicide Squad was going to be good. You thought? You thought? Or? Everyone a lot thought of... Suicide Squad was going to be good. <laughs> yeah, that's like... Honey... Honey Boy. That's Honey Boy, yeah, okay. Yeah, apparently it's about his life. So, who Shia LaBeouf's life? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and oh. he plays his he plays his dad. Oh shit! Yeah, oh. I know what I'm watching this weekend. Yeah, I heard it was really good. I haven't seen it, but um, okay. Any other thoughts on Tax Collector? We'll move on. If not, <laughs> all right. Uh, last bit of news: uh, Fallout TV series being produced by Westworld producers. Coming to HBO, I think, right? Or is it Amazon? Doesn't matter. What do you guys think? I loved Westworld. I think that they did a phenomenal job on that. Um, so I, I expecting great things. What do you know about Fallout? It's post post apocalypse. Cut that. <laughs> Post-apocalyptic? What is it? Post-apocalyptic. Post-apocalyptic. Yes. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna rephrase that. It was after an apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> Very well put. Hi. Uh, uh, so I I mean, and I know it, I know that it was a video game, and it's basically surviving in a new world okay yeah i uh you're yeah that's pretty yeah that's pretty much it barry uh, you got any thoughts on it i i I have never go ahead i've never played the fallout games so this might get me interested in it um i i watched the first season of westworld and i couldn't follow it after that so i don't know like i from what I, the little I know about Fallout, I think it might be a good fit. Um, yeah, but it's like the left turn that Westworld took on the storyline kind of lost me. So maybe having this video game plot works. Did you, so you watched the first season. I also watched the first season. Did you just not watch the second season? Because I, I watched the first season and then there was such a gap that I was just like, it came on and I just didn't watch it. That's the second one. I didn't have a HBO account, so I was just logging in when I could with on Fred's accounts. But I heard stories already about like what the changes were. I was excited because I'm a big Aaron Paul fan. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna love it. And then I heard the changes. I'm like, I, I'm out. I, I, I yeah, I never saw the second season, but the first season was phenomenal. I yeah. loved it. I thought it was interesting. There were a bunch of twists. Um, 
I don't know. I feel like that would like it's this it's the right vibe for a show like I mean like if you were to turn Fallout into a TV series, I feel like that would be yeah. the the way to do it. Well, what I like about so I I never played the game and I've never watched the show, but I do know what Fallout's about. I mean, obviously it's about a nuclear fallout. You know, it's what happens after a war and you come out of the bunker. But I know that a lot of the each game is kind of set in a different time period and what the people of that time period are are dealing with, you know, since the nuclear apocalypse. Um, but I'm not sure if they ever address the actual nuclear apocalypse. It's just always like where these people in time, like what's going on with them in that period of time. Like Fallout 76, set in 1976. You know, each one's set in different time periods, so they're just completely different games, dealing with different characters and all kinds of stuff. So, so you I think-, think I think there's definitely with the Westworld vibe, similar to like you said, it just kind of jumps sharp and goes different directions in the second season. Because don't they go to like Samurai World or some something like that? Or honestly, I have no idea. I'm pretty sure they jump worlds. So like, there's West World, and then there's like a Samurai World, and there's whatever. Doesn't matter. I think each season of Fallout could feature a completely different cast, set in a completely different time period, them dealing with what's going on in that era, you know that era. I think that could make for a cool series. It's kind of like what Watchmen is. Um, yeah. And I would, apparently there's not going to be another Watchmen season. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sucks because that first season was amazing. But I, I like that idea of like, okay, we're going back to a time period and rethinking how it could be or whatever. So like, I, I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Kind of, I mean, I don't know if you guys are fans of like, uh, American Horror Story. Mm-hmm. You know, each season's different. Yeah, but they all they all kind of like loosely tie together. They are the same actors usually. Sure, but I mean, there's also like storylines that cross over. Yeah, uh, I think they could do something like that and make it pretty interesting. I don't know. Well, I just have to wait and see. By the way, it's on Amazon, not HBO. So, who do you think will play? The Fallout guy. I think that's just a logo. I don't think that's a character. You don't think they'll make that a person? No, it's not a person. It's just like um, it's just like a like, like a propaganda ad. Yeah, it's like Ronald McDonald or Tony the Tiger. I just think I I don't know. That's all. Yeah, that's what it, is. it. It was like I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, listeners, but I'm pretty sure it's the guy who was promoting the nuclear bunkers. Yeah, like propaganda ad. Hmm. All right, guys, that's enough news. We're going to take a short break. When we get back, Barry and I are going to discuss Yoshi's story for Nintendo 64. We'll see you there. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm about to travel through time. I bid you adieu.
All right, and we're back. Uh, it's just me and Barry now talking Yoshi's Story for Nintendo 64. Uh, came out uh, in North America, March 1998. It's a side-scrolling platformer puzzle game, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Where you play as Yoshi, the titular character, uh, trying to save save your the Yoshi tree. Yeah, I, I don't know. From Baby Bowser, you play through like it's a chapter book, like a storybook, and each level represents a different chapter, different stage, and uh, you collect fruit. And so, Barry, what'd you give it? What, what did I think of it? It was a joke. I was that was that was the time where you're supposed to say uh, one one out of ten, but that's we'll save that I, to the end. I was going not to. much. What did you think of Yoshi's Story? Had you ever played it before? Is this... No. Okay. I did didn't... you have a 64 when you were growing up? I don't nope. know. I didn't have a 64. Um, so I, I played some games with my cousin, but it was mostly like Smash Brothers and Mario Kart. So mm-hmm. I didn't play this one. Um, I was actually really excited to play it. I looked it up, uh, looked up some history before I played and saw that like they were trying to do something new on making it a like not a linear game so it was more about getting a high score than it was about completing mm-hmm. um and i was like okay this is gonna be like the first nintendo puzzle game that um as a side scroller so i was excited i all my hopes and dreams were crushed when i played it though <laughs> I, yeah yeah it so did not no i'm with you in a sense, I mean, I didn't have a 64 either, and I did play this when I was younger. My cousin had it. And I remember this game fondly. Like, I remember the music. As soon as I heard the, the Yoshi singing, that whole music fire up, I was like, man, I know I played this shit. And just going through levels, like the first level is the only thing I could remember. The art style and all that stuff, I was like, man, this game's going to be so good. And it doesn't really get good. It's uh, it's just kind of easy, and you're just looking for shit. And then once you find it, you don't even half the time you don't even have to fight the boss. You just move on to the next level. I don't think I it mean, was ever supposed to be like supposed to get good. There was no climax to hit on it. Yeah, I mean, you would think like a side-scrolling Nintendo game. The first thing that comes to your mind is Mario, um, and even like Yoshi's Island, which this is sort of a spiritual sequel to that it's not a direct sequel by any means but that game is critically acclaimed just very fun where you get to play as yoshi and you protect baby mario as you go through the levels but it's also in the same vein as the mario games from the from back then i think it was actually super mario world 2 yep yoshi's island um but yeah so like this isn't that at all the the whole objective of this is to find different fruit and once you fill up the screen with fruit like fill up the border of the screen with fruit you just move on to the next chapter yeah i so i don't think i would have known what to do had i not read about it beforehand Mm -hmm. like i feel like they got a a a group together to talk about like hey what do you want to put in this game and they they found five ideas like yeah we'll find a way to put that in there and the only way that they communicate that is with those like little 
boxes that you hit and it gives you these not quite direct um, instructions on what to do. And they're just like little hints. Yeah. I I get the idea of like, you can, you can complete each level dozens of different ways. And that's cool because you can find different areas and that's part of the fun. But as a gamer that wants to beat a game, that's not what I want to do. Maybe as a kid and I had, and I'm, you and I are playing against each other. We want to get the higher score. Maybe that would be fun, but I did yeah. not enjoy that at all. I'm with you at this point in my life. If I'm going to sit down and play a game like this, especially these older games, I just want to figure out a way to beat them. I'm not in it to hundred percent complete it and get the highest score of all time. That's just not what I want to do. Um, but before we just like continuously shit on it, <laughs> was there anything in the game that stood out like that you thought was a really good concept or something that you actually really liked? Cause there's a few things for me. You go, go ahead first. Okay. So I, I cannot praise the graphics on this game enough. Like I thought that whole aesthetic, just the, you know, the flip in the chapters, you get to kind of see what the next level is all about and just all just hand-drawn animation looked great. And each setting, each level was unique in its own right. And it was just kind of fun exploring that at, for about two minutes before you're just like, okay, I got to, where's the fucking fruit? Um, I also like how they kind of expanded on what Yoshi could do as a character because Previously, I, I know they did this in Yoshi's Island as well, but for those who hadn't played that and the only experience with Yoshi was Super Mario World, their first, the original. And that, all you could do is just swallow things and uh, have Mario ride on your back. But this, like, what you could do is Yoshi in this, throw eggs, you know, like do your little butt bomb into the ground, obviously eat, you know, eat stuff, eat whatever you wanted. And the little flutter jump kick, those are things that have kind of transcended this game. They've they've gone into Super Mario or not uh, Super Smash Brothers, like that's Yoshi's move set in Super Smash Brothers, which is pretty cool. And I never knew that that came from this game. You yeah, know I, mean? I, I thought they, I thought they just made that shit up for Super Smash Brothers, but they didn't. I mean, it's from Yoshi's story. Yeah, it gave me more of an appreciation for Smash Brothers on how they built those each character because I didn't realize that either. Um, also, like I think sixty four, you know, is going to go down as this transitional period for Nintendo on like redefining what Mario is and what all these other games that they had. Like when I played uh, this Yoshi game, it gave me memories of playing. Uh, Paper Mario for the first time. I remember loving Paper Mario just because it was something familiar but different. Um, and so I, I will give it. I will give it that it, you know, made made something that was already established but gave it a fresh fresh look. Yeah, I uh, I'm with you there. I think so. Like as far as like things that I didn't like, I, I thought it was way too easy. And what's What's hard about that is sometimes you have to step back and realize, okay, is this game for me? Is this game for someone like me? You know, uh, almost 30-year-old man, child. No, 
this game is for kids. I mean, and as a kid, I fucking adored it. I thought it was awesome. And I thought it was more challenging back then. And playing through it now, there's some, like, stupid things that will kill you here and there. But once you get past them, it's just like, okay, well, now that I know what I'm doing, you know, I can blaze through this shit. Um, so I guess it's hard to knock it for difficulty. Uh, but just, like, I, I think the main problem with the game is they didn't really know what they wanted to be. I mean, is it an exploration game? Is it, you know, get to the end of the level and fight the boss kind of game? Is this pure side-scroller? It's like really none of that stuff. It's just a combination. And you do, like, that's one of the things that I noticed right off the bat was, you know, I beat the first level, and I didn't have to fight the boss. I went to the second level because I got the fruit before I got to it. And I did that, like, four other times. I did fight a couple bosses, the end boss for sure, and then, like, one other one. But I didn't even get to experience that stuff. And a lot of times in older video games, those are the kind of things that I, I like doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those are the iconic parks. And I, I, I got so frustrated with the game because, as you said, it doesn't have a direction. It doesn't have an identity at all um, as far as, like, what it's trying to accomplish. And I think it, it was the second, I don't know if it's the second chapter or second level of the fire spitting skeleton the bone dragon yeah i got so pissed off at that thing (laughs) because the controls were so bad that if i didn't get them on that first try i had to go through all my yoshis and restart because you after you died and you went through another yoshi you start at the spot where once you get to him he's already at the top the highest he can be and you have to be patient and just time it just right. Otherwise you're dead. And I just, I said, screw it. I'm over it. And I <laughs> found fruit and I said, screw it. I'm, I'm done with this one and didn't want to play it. Um, yeah. yeah I, I, I could see myself playing this with my niece and nephew though, and being fine with it, but playing it by myself, I had very few, very, very little satisfaction with it. Well, yeah, that's part of the problem. Like, it's not like it's challenging parts, and I think that's where it sells when it is challenging. But a lot of the game is not challenging; it's just kind of just walking um, and finding shit. But that's what I'm saying. It's perfect for a kid who they're not going to care if they fight the boss. They're not going to care if they beat the game. They're just wanting to play something, and this is perfect for that. Like, it's just a time killer because there's really no point to it. I, I, there's, I mean, it's got some charm, but like I said, there's, uh, for me, like if, if I had this game, let's say this game came out tomorrow and I bought it, I would be disappointed because it's very short. I can't imagine it being very replayable either. I'm not going to play it again. Um, and it's just, you know, there's no difficulty there, but if I were to rent it, over the weekend, I might have I might have different feelings about it. You know what I mean? No, I, I have that note here is like this. I'm giving this the rental award of just like I'm gonna gonna rent it and be happy I gave it back and not bought it. But I, also, it's not the worst rental you could have. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not gonna be so pissed off that I rented this. Like, okay, it, it gave me some enjoyment, but never gonna buy it. Never gonna rent it again. 
Right. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I don't, I mean, I don't have much else to say about it. There's nothing, like, some of the boss fights, well, I only experienced two. Uh, there was the one guy, he's just, I forget what his name was, but he was just a cloud of cotton candy. And, you know, with your with your eggs or your butt smash or whatever, you know, whatever you want to use to fight, you know, different enemies, whatever you normally use. With him, all you have to do is lick him, and it just eats him. And he just jumps around, and you just lick him. And that was a super easy boss fight. Uh, that was the only one I experienced other than David Bowser, which was a little bit more challenging, and that reminded me of Super Mario World. I, I, didn't, I didn't do the Bowser. Um, like I, I ended up just avoiding everything and just eating the fruit and seeing what the story – but there's no story, really. You know mm-hmm. No, it's just the Yoshi's trying to get to Baby Bowser, and that's, I mean, that's the end. That's the last level. It's the castle level. Um, There's also, so that's like the story mode is what we were talking about. There's also the trial mode, which you can use to go back and get high scores and um, play different levels. But, like, that's one thing, like, I would never give a shit about is high scores. You know what I mean? Yeah, especially in a game like a home console game. If you're playing an arcade game, that's different. But a home console game, like, what I'm gonna beat the game and then sit there while my friend plays and I watch, that's not. Yeah, I, 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 I couldn't. That's the only replayability that I could give it though. Is if I were younger, if I was doing it, playing it with my niece and nephew. But also, if I'm playing with my niece and nephew, I'm not gonna be so competitive. Like I'm gonna crush your three thousand point score <laughs> and just make you go home to your mom and cry um no i don't i don't like that that mode of it and but i feel like that's the only redeeming quality of the game is you have that possibility mm-hmm. yeah i think well, i mean once you once you play through it once what's the you know what's the point going back i don't i don't see much there are some like secrets and hidden areas that you may want to explore and, and discover if you are a completionist like you can unlock, uh, I think, like a white Yoshi and a black Yoshi, hmm. doing different things, which is kind of neat. And those are actually count as like extra lives too, because they join your Yoshi party. But who fucking cares? I don't. Well, let's get into uh, let's do high, let's do our uh, final thoughts and ratings. I, I don't. You can go first if you want. Yeah. Um... As I said, like I was really excited to play this, and that was crushed within ten minutes for sure. Um, but nonetheless, like I'm not mad that I played it. Um, I think it has some some appeal to it. I'm gonna give it a four point three, and I feel like that's a might be a generous score. Hmm. Uh, yeah, that's fair. I mean. I'll give it a little bit higher. There's, I, I don't think that there's a better looking in 64 game than this. Honestly, like, yeah, I mean, at the time, maybe I would have thought Mario 64, uh, Mario Kart, or even Smash Brothers would have looked better. But just the hand-drawn um, backgrounds and everything like that, I don't think that there's anything on that system that holds up as well as this does. Just that art style. It's fair. And I thought the music was pretty good too. Like it's you know, it's, yeah, it's a little kiddish, but it really puts you right in the setting. 
the music does. And Yoshi's a likable enough character. Uh, like like we talked about earlier, like his moveset being the same as Super Smash Brothers, I could appreciate that game more. Super Smash Brothers being, you know, just to see where that origin came from. So there's a little history there too. But I mean, it's just so short and it's so easy, and there's just no real reason to go back to it. I mean, yeah, you 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 get to see Baby Bowser as the final boss, which is kind of interesting, I guess, or unique. Where you're not just fighting Bowser at the end of every Mario game, but I'm gonna give it like a six flat. I liked it more than you did, but um, that's not hard. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I mean, I didn't. I wasn't having a bad time while I was playing it. It was more so like I wasn't looking forward to the next level. I was just looking forward to getting to the end of it. You know what I mean? Me too. Until I decided it wasn't worth getting to the end of. Until you decided no more. Where's my scotch? You're absolutely correct. <laughs> All right. Uh, that's it. That's it for the review. So you give it what? 4.3? I give it 6. Yep. What'd you give it? 4.3? Yep. 4.3. Okay. So that's like a 5.15. This sounds right. Okay. We're going to take a short break. When we get back, Rachel's going to rejoin us. And we are going to do a little TV show theme song draft. We'll see you there. TV show theme song draft. I've still got Barry with me. I've still got Rachel with me. Well, Rachel's back, I guess. She left for the break. But you guys already knew that. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we did a little randomizer on uh, this website I found. Hopefully it was safe. Rachel's going to go first. Barry's going to go second. I'm going to go third, and it's a snake draft, so I get the first pick in the second round. We're doing four rounds. After each song, we will play – or after we name each song that we're doing, whatever we list, I'll plug in the music. So leave a second so I can do that, okay? Do we know the rules? Yes. This will be posted online for our fans to vote who had the best draft. So don't fuck it up, Barry. Don't look at me like that, Barry. We have fans. <laughs> hey. Is that, that Sophie's going to vote? <laughs> yeah, Sophie, our biggest uh, Instagram fan. She's, uh, she's messaged us twice. Hello, sir, and hi. <laughs> All 
Hello, got a back. lot of people on got a lot of people on Twitter, but they just don't seem to interact. So I don't know. We'll see. I guess you can call them fans. All right, Rachel, start us off. Song number one. I'm gonna go with the I guess it's not the most iconic, but probably the most iconic of our generation. Fresh Prince. In West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground is where I spent most of my days. Chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool and all shooting some b-ball outside of the school. When a couple of guys who were up to no good started making trouble in my neighborhood. I got in one little fight and my mom got scared and said, you're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel-Air. I begged and bleed her with her day after day, but she... Okay, good pick. That was on my list and I'm glad you took it because it, if it would have lasted to me... I would have probably taken it in the third round. What? <laughs> You're insane. I didn't want to take it. I didn't want to take it. I didn't want it on my list. All right, Barry. Mm-hmm. Song number two. The second most iconic then. The Office. Yeah, okay. Rachel and I actually discussed this before you got on that somebody was going to take that song and I knew it was going to be you. <laughs> I thought that was going to be her first. It's iconic. It is iconic. Can I, I say my piece though? I don't think that's that great of a theme song. I think What the fuck? I think it's iconic because people love The Office. I don't think it's a a great theme theme song. I think it's great. I think you're just dull to it because you've heard it so many times. Probably. I think that's... I'll skip that intro on Netflix every time. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, if it's in the middle of the night, you have to because it just blares the speakers. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. uh, My first pick in the first round, I'm going with Cheers. Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. Wouldn't you like to get away? Sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. And they're always glad you came. Knows your name, <laughs> and that they're always nice. glad you came, right, Barry? Yeah, yeah. Cheers! What a great song! Come on, perfect. Um, okay. Snaking back, and yeah, this is value. This is all value. Uh, second pick. I'll go with friends. <laughs> Way. The job's a joke, you broke. Your love lives the old way. It's like you're always stuck in second gear. 
I lost respect for you. I had to do it to you. The, the good news is I didn't have respect for you. So. Yeah. Oh, well, what have I lost? Right. Yeah. All right. So it's on right. me. It's on Barry. Second pick. Second All right. Round. That 70 show. You guys, this is an ensemble. You guys are supposed to sing with me. No, no, I, you're doing We're great. We're all all right. We're all all right. <laughs> yeah, good to end. Okay, good pick. Good pick. Um, my turn? Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with... Oh, I'm going to go with Malcolm in the middle. Yes, no, maybe. I don't know. I, I that know that so- I know that song. I can't. You're not the boss of me now. You're not the boss of me now. That's yeah. actually decent. That's good. Damn it. Yeah, that's a good one, Rachel. Good job, Rachel. Thank you. All right, next pick, Rachel. You get the first pick in third round. I'm gonna go with the uh, the Sopranos. See, I never watched it. I don't know it, but I'm sure it's good. It, it. it really is. I it's iconic, it. yeah. I love that song. Okay. So what I'm seeing here is there's not been a lot of crossover on my end. Mm-mm. A lot We're of the not songs taking I, your picks? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. A lot of the picks that I wanted to use have not been used. So if you guys want to extend it to five rounds, we can. We can. I have an extra. I only have like six or seven. Six. So. I feel like I got two more good ones. Three more good ones. Yeah. There we go. And I have a feeling the pick the songs that I want to pick, you guys aren't going to pick them. Yeah, probably let's, not. Let's go to let's go five rounds. Okay, so 
Second, or this is third round. Barry, you get to pick. Um, this might be a, this might be a reach, but I'm gonna go South Park. <laughs> It is iconic. It is classic. You're supposed to wait a second, Rachel. (laughs) I take it back. Heading on down south, I'm going to have myself a time. Good tune. That's a good song. (laughs) I didn't even think of that one. That's a good pick. All right, good pick, Barry. Yeah, it wasn't on my list. Okay. Uh, third pick for me, I'm going with theme song for Law & Order. That's a no. It's it's, it's okay. A it's a good song. It Everybody knows, there. but it's not that great. Yes, it is. I picked it, and it is great. Oh, okay, because you picked it. All right. All right. All right. Well, fourth fourth pick, or fourth round. I get the first pick. I'm going with uh, Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> The unsuspecting stranger had better know the truth of wrong from right. Cause the eyes of the ranger are upon you. Any wrong you do, he's gonna see. When you're in Texas, look behind you. Cause that's where the ranger's gonna be. The eyes of a ranger are upon you. <laughs> and that's... I don't remember the song. <laughs> I can't even think of the... That's where the ranger's going to be. I forgot about that one. It's a reach, but I'll give it to you. That's a good song. I'm doing it for the sound bites, man. That song is going to... That song is going to slap when people hear it. Don't ever say Fine slap time. again. Yep. Uh, it's Barry's turn, Rachel. Wow. You have to wait. Barry's, this is Barry's fourth pick. Um, I'm going to go Game of Thrones.
That's I don't know. Pick. That's a great pick. My, I have the best list so far. I'll say it. <laughs> the, the reason the reason I didn't I wouldn't have picked that is because it's I didn't watch the show. I didn't like the show that cool. much. Cool. But I know that that song. I know that song. It yeah. slaps also, right, Barry? It's, don't it? It bumps. It bops. <laughs> I feel like though. Yeah, maybe it's a good song, but is it that great of a theme song? Absolutely. I don't know, Barry. Every week you were excited for the Game of Thrones episode. And once that song hits with and during the theme, like the visuals are different depending on the episode every week. Get out of here. Get out of here. Okay, but see that you just proved my point. Like you're so excited about the You're so excited about the show. Was it about like you were excited for the theme song because you loved the show, or was it the theme song that got you pumped? Are you telling me that all your fucking picks you just you just watch the theme song and you shut it off? You're just so excited <laughs> to watch the fucking theme song and like, yeah, I, that's it. That's all. I'll be there. For I, you I don't. Later. I don't care what the fresh pick does this week. <laughs> okay. Okay, but for I, I know how he was raised. For example, The Office. The theme song is so iconic. Everybody loves it. It, it, it's the best thing. But it's not that great of a song. So you're shitting on two of my picks right now. Yeah. Okay. I want that to be a <laughs> fucking Twitter poll. Okay. I gotta say two things, Rachel. You need to put you the wish. cork back in the wine bottle. Hey. <laughs> Second. I don't know, Barry. That song seems a little bit incest to me. The fuck you mean? <laughs> How you mean? The show's all about incest, isn't it? I I mean, not all about, but yeah, there's some incest in there. I mean, the first episode is incest. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, Rachel, your pick, fourth round. Fourth round, and we're doing five? Yep. So you get back to Beckers. All right. Okay. My first is going to be Scrubs. I can't do this all on my own. No, I know I'm no Superman. I'm no Superman. Isn't that Superman? Isn't it? Yeah, isn't that's a Superman? good one. I can't do this all on my own. No, I'm no I'm I forgot no about that show. Yeah. That is a good theme song. It is. It's um, a good show. Wish you wouldn't have sang it. Me too. <laughs> I wish I wouldn't have either. Um, and then my last pick is going to be Allie McBeal. Up and down, 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 up and down this world, John Bon Jovi? No, that's what is he that said. where she? No, that's not Alan McBeal. Where she throws her hat at the end or at the beginning? No, the um, 
Ally McBeal is, uh, well, I'm not going to sing it because I just sang Scrubs and I feel bad about it. (laughs) Well, then we have nothing else left to say here. All right, Barry. Move along. Last pick, Barry. Um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. my perfect list good pick uh okay yeah ninja turtles it's classic we did we've done the cartoon theme songs before i know you guys weren't on that episode i think i had that on my list there but i wanted to switch it up so i tried not to use any of those okay um my last pick i wrote that down twice um Okay, my last pick, I'm just going to go. This is going to be a little off the wall. You probably wouldn't expect it. Go on Gilligan's Island. Okay. Just sit right back and you'll hear a tale, a tale of a fateful trip that started from this tropic point aboard this tiny ship. The mate was a mighty sailor man, skipper brave and sure. Five passengers set sail that day for a three-hour tour, a three-hour tour. The weather started getting rough, the tiny ship was tossed. If not for the courage of the fearless crew, the middle would be lost. The middle would be lost. The ship set ground on the shore of this uncharted desert isle. With Gilligan, the skipper too. A millionaire and his wife. A movie star, the professor and I was trying to think of older ones and I couldn't. That's a good one though. That is, I wanted to put one, like at least one older one in there. I also thought maybe Andy Griffith. Oh, actually, better. That's a better pick. That's a good pick. Here on Gilligan's Isle. That's what you got instead of the whistle. Well, how's that song? Well, I mean, the skipper is. I can't remember. But that's when theme song. A three-hour tour. Yeah. A three-hour tour. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a good song. Also, I thought about maybe Green Acres, too. Green oh, Acres. Yeah, I didn't even think of that one. That was way better pick. No, I, Green do, I stand Acres by Green Acres is the place for me. Andy Andy Griffin was the was the pick. Also, I it was I was torn between I was torn between three. It was Gilligan's Island, Entourage. I had Entourage on mine. Hell yeah. Yeah. But no one else would have gotten that one, so I left it off. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people, especially people that would listen to this show, would like that song. 
Uh, and then I also thought maybe Golden Girls. I like that theme song. I don't know that one. I had Stranger Things, which that one is iconic. Mm. Yeah, new, newer ones that I thought about, uh, What We Do in the Shadows. I really like that theme song for the TV series. It's the same as the yeah. movie, but – and Dave. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Dave. We talked about that. That's too. that's too new to – that's tough. Putting that list yet. <laughs> okay. Good list, guys. Hopefully, listeners like the music. Hopefully, it's not blowing your eardrums out. I'm going to try my best. Um, let's move on to recommendations. Wait, are you putting those lists? You said you're putting those lists on Twitter? Yes. It's a little poll. Yeah. So let us know. Um, my name's Rachel, special guest Rachel. So. What's your recommendation, you idiot? <laughs> Uh, I've actually been listening to, uh, Fake Doctors, Real Friends. Have you heard of it? Is that a podcast? podcast? Yeah. No. It's Donald Faison and Zach Braff. And they just, they're doing like a, oh. like a Scrubs rewatch. It is so interesting. And it's not like, like I started watching Office Ladies and it was interesting to listen to all the stuff that was going on behind the scenes, but most of uh, real doctor or fake doctors, real friends is basically just Turk and JD banter, but it's real life banter because it's Zach and Donald. They're the, they're the same person. It's, it's insane. And it's so amazing. It's not, do they go, go do they go through the episodes? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they go through every episode. So but it's just like Office Ladies. It is, but, but um, it's like 20 years ago, so they don't really remember anything. And so they're very upfront with it. But they just, it like, Zach and Donald are the same people as JD and Turk. And so listening to it, it's like you're just listening to JD and Turk have a podcast. So it's not like they just sit there and compliment each other's hair and makeup for five minutes. No, there's, <laughs> there's, there's a, uh, you just have to watch it because there's so much that goes on. And you can't watch, you can't watch a podcast, I mean, Rachel. I mean, <laughs> listen to it, but like the, they have guests on all the time. They have, uh, Dr. Cox, uh, John C. McGinley, and they have, uh, Bill Lawrence, who's the creator and, they get a bunch of insight. It's, it's, it's a lot. Like I can't explain it all in one like conversation, but it's, it's, it's amazing. I listen okay. to it every day. How many episodes are there? They do two a week and I yeah. haven't caught up to season. Like I'm still on season one. How many of that long? It hasn't been around that long. Has it? Mm, they're on season two, but I don't know. Um, hmm. I, don't right. know. I, I like I have a lot of catching up to do, and every episode's like almost two hours. All right, Barry, your recommendation? Um, Hamilton on Disney Plus. I'm not a big musical guy. I, I had am. nothing else to do. I watched it, and it was actually really cool. Um, everything about it was impressive. Just having a hip hop driven musical was fun as hell. Um, 
I highly recommend it's a two hour and 40 minute watch. So you have to have the time, but I highly recommend it. It was really, really cool. And I wasn't expecting it to be that good. So I, okay. So yeah, we're, Chelsea and I are planning on watching that this weekend at some point. We just haven't had time because it is long. Yeah. I'm, I've only been to a, a couple like, like big theater plays. They're a good fucking time. Yeah, I agree. I love going to, I, I will go to a, take a date on a play. That's fine with me. Cause that's, I think that's impressive. It's fun. I don't like watching movie musicals. Like oh, oh make that's a, my wheelhouse. That's not, that's not for me. So is this, is this like a recording of um, a like on a stage? Yeah. Okay. So it's not a me at like a movie. No, no, I mean, no. It, it is, but there's definitely some like, I mean, I've only watched it once, but I noticed like some mistakes. Um, so, but it, it's pretty spot on. Um, yeah, no, it's a, it's a live performance. Yeah, and so what I was reading, it, it's it's one of their earlier performances, too. So, I mean, the, the show's changed over time, different actors and stuff, but, like, Lin-Manuel Miranda plays Alexander Hamilton, correct? Yeah, it's it's the original cast, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we're like I said, I was already going to check that out, but I'm glad that somebody I know has watched it. That's helpful. It's great. It's great. Okay, uh, my recommendation. I, I actually I have two. I was gonna use. We skipped last week. If you guys hadn't noticed, listeners out there, but I watched uh, Black Klansman for the first time last week. That movie's fucking awesome, and it's very timely today. I don't know if you've watched that. Spike Lee. It's Spike Lee movie. It has uh, John David Washington, which is Denzel Washington's son, it's and Topher it's Grace. Topher Grace is in it, and. Uh, Adam Driver. And so Topher Grace's character, it's based on true story. Topher Grace, Topher Grace plays David Duke, who's like the grand wizard of the KKK. And uh, John David Washington's character is a cop. Him and Adam Driver are cops. And he replies to a KKK ad and says he wants to become a member. And then, so he obviously can't go himself because he's a black guy. But he sends Adam Driver in as like his mole. So Adam Driver's like impersonating him as, you know, while he's like pulling all these strings. It's very good. Just check it out if you can. Set in the 70s, excellent. And then my second recommendation, uh, I actually heard of this from another podcast that I listened to, Weekly Planet. They did a whole episode on the show. It's called, it's just Harley Quinn. It's an animated series. It's on, uh, I think it was on the DC Universe app, but now it's on Amazon Prime. Um, and I've only watched like half of the first season, but it's created by the same people who did the Batman the Animated Series, but it's, it's rated R and it's similar to like Archer or Rick and Morty, like just vulgar humor. Um, very, very funny. And it, t- it takes place of like Harley trying to distance herself from the Joker and trying to make a name for herself in Gotham City while all these other supervillains are in town also just being fucking idiots. And she puts together a team. And it's like that premise alone would be enough for me as a DC fan. But like seeing all the different characters that they pull into the show, like Kite Man, 
KG Beast, uh, the Rat Catcher, uh, King Shark, like just random characters and giving them like these funny personalities makes it, it is so entertaining. Like there's one episode where um, obviously Batman's arch nemesis is the Joker. Well, Robin decides that he wants an arch nemesis. And this is like the 10 year old Robin. So he decides to have Harley Quinn as his arch nemesis. And she's just like, I'm not going to fight. I fu- I'm not going to fight a fucking kid. So like the whole episode is just them going back and forth and he keeps trying to stop her. It's very fun. Check it out. And you, s- <laughs> you said it's, you have to rent it. So I rented it at family video. You know how I like to support local. Oh yeah. I rented the first half of the season, uh, family video, but I'm going to catch up on the rest of it. It's only two seasons long. Um, however I can, I, I will. Cause it's, it's worth watching. It's, 25 minute episodes fucking funny entertaining good shit Hmm. good voice cast too Barry I don't know if you watched uh, Arrested Development oh yeah Buster Tony Hale Tony Hale he's one of the voices Ronald Funchess is one of the voices Alan Tudyk uh, Kaylee Cuoco voices Harley Quinn there's a lot of big time actors uh, George Costanza, Jason Alexander, he he voices one of the characters. I can't remember which one. Hmm. But entertaining. Check it out. Okay. Thanks. I think I gave you guys a lot more feedback on your picks, but you know what? You guys can stay silent all you want. I you didn't just know you said every you said everything you needed to say. Yeah, like you, you didn't even give us a chance. You did Andy. such a good job, Andy. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, it's good shit. I'm not joking with you here. Okay, I know you guys will never watch the Harley Quinn show, but Black Klansman, check it out. I did uh, want to see that. That sounds good. All right, that's the end of the show. Uh, special thanks to Kenny Mack for the theme song. Special thanks to Chris Barry for the logo. Barry's right here, so take a bow, sir. You're welcome. What? What's that joke? I slap you in the nuts, and, you, and then I say take a bow. I'm Never heard that joke, and I <laughs> hope to never hear it again. I'll t- <laughs> Next time I see you, I'll tell you. Uh, let's see. You can check us out on Instagram, at CouchCoPod, Twitter, at CouchCoPod, uh, email at CouchCoPodcast at gmail.com. If you guys want to plug your Twitters or your Instagrams, go right on ahead. This is the time to do it. I don't even know. <laughs> Very so scary. <laughs> Very so scary on Twitter and Instagram, right? Yep. Um, I don't know, guys. Got anything else you want to say? Thanks for coming on, helping me out here. You're welcome. See you next time. <laughs> hey, you better watch it. And we'll see. I'll be on next week. <laughs> catch catch me outside next, next week. Catch me outside next week. Oh, why didn't somebody have Jerry Springer as a theme song? Jerry, Jerry. Is that all the theme song is? I don't know. I was trying to think of a game show. I was going to do Jeopardy, but it's... Jeopardy's bitching. Right. I don't know. That was that was my closest one. People's Court. Yeah, boom. There's Judy. <laughs> I'm going to splice in People's Court right now.
You're, okay. You just want that for the yeah. I just want that for the gram. Is that what people say? Andy, it's one fucking forty-five. Jesus Bye. Christ. Good right, see you, Rachel. See you, Jesus. Love you guys. <laughs> Bye. Love you. I guess. I guess. Okay. Don't. I already said it. You don't need to say it. <laughs> see you next week. Okay. Oh yeah. So I'm on next week. Nice. I was talking to you. I was talking to the listeners. Okay. This is getting cut. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye. Rachel, bye. get out. Get out of the recording. Yeah.